Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. We're back with Aram uh, to talk a little bit more about nursing and the nursing world. And for today's topic, we wanted to explore a little bit on the qualities uh, that it's required to become a good nurse and, and also the other things that might disqualify you from being a good nurse. So uh, thanks for, for coming back and we'd love to get your perspectives in terms of what uh, people should start thinking about in terms of themselves, their own qualities, their own character, if they're really considering um, exploring a, a, a career as, as a nurse. Well, thank you so much for having me here again. It's it's a pleasure. It's a great pleasure. And happy new year to you and everybody out there. Hope you're all staying safe. Cool. Uh, so uh, what, what are some of the top things that uh, someone who is thinking about getting into nursing, uh, who, who is who's readily applying for nursing school or even in their undergrad, what are some of the things that uh, would, would help them to become a good nurse or things that they want to take a look at to say that, well, these things might make me uh, not a good nurse or uh, have me consider something else uh, in terms of a career or profession? Um, so I think what would, I guess, so to speak, disqualify you from being a from being a nurse or from being a good nurse is first of all, what I think is really important for everyone to take part in is self-reflection and introspection to see who you really are and what you really want. So I think a couple of things that people need to consider when they're becoming a nurse is um, having um, compassion for human life, humanity um, in general. So if you have a great passion to help people to regardless of what your interest is, it could be geriatrics care, it could be pediatrics, it could be general populations, it could be aboriginals, it could be, um, you know, going international or even staying local, it doesn't matter. The main thing is, is you have to have that compassion um, for life itself and for your fellow human being. If you don't have that quality, then nursing is not for you. Cool. So as you're uh, kind of going through your, your daily life and you have a need to, well, I, I want to help, right? So helping like an old lady cross the street type of thing, or, or you have this kind of need in, inside you to, to volunteer. Uh, those are some, some good signs uh, that, that, that would say, hey, you have uh, an interest in helping humanity. And obviously, if you're one of those people who like, uh, I don't know, takes a magnifying glass to like ants or something, <laughs> that might be, right. you might not be in, 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 in that camp. Uh, although ants and humans are a little bit different, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's something to consider from your personality. So compassion, um, it, do you have a sense of, of uh, how you could potentially like cultivate your compassion? Is, is there a way uh, other than experience or through, I don't know, resources or something? Is, is there a way to further that understanding or knowledge of your own compassion if you want to build that in yourself? I think it's how do you want to help people, right? I mean, some people seek to help someone through justice and they go into the justice system and they go into law. And then there's people who love things like nursing and medicine, right? So they want to help people by getting them better or help uh, to eradicate illness. They want to do research. They want to do all sorts of amazing things. But the thing is, is how do you want to help people? How will you take those steps? Yeah, even if it's palliative care and there's people that are actively dying, how can you make their final moments most comfortable? So things like that, you have to ask yourself questions. How do I wanna help people? How can I do that? What am I, you know, what am I good at? What can I improve on? And what, um, I guess, other skills do I have 
aside from my great passion, my gut feeling, my, my great passion for people that I want to help, how do I want to do it is the next question to ask. And would you have some suggestions if, if someone comes and says, you know what, I've always wanted to help people, but they don't really know how. Right. So is, is there like from an exploration perspective, because there's no, I don't, I don't know, website that says how to help people. Well, I guess you could right. probably search on Google uh, and then pick one and, and maybe explore. So so volunteer at a hospital, volunteer at somewhere, those types of things. Are there other, other suggestions that you might have in terms of how they can find out, like how they might want to help others? Experiential. It's um, it could be something that happened in their family. It could be, you know, my aunt had cancer and I was very close to her. Mm. And, you know, I, this is my passion now. I really want to, you know, have, a, I want to make a cure for cancer. I want to help out with research for cancer, or I want to help those. I want to diagnose illnesses for people that, you know, don't know where to go to get the help. Um, because, you know, there's no nurses and doctors in this country or, you know, volunteering at a soup kitchen you know, do you want to do that type of, do you want to do that type of work? There's also nurses that work out in the street and we call them street nurses. They work specifically with addictions and sometimes they work with mental health and they, and they work with homeless populations. So maybe some nurses, you know, or if you're that person that is definite on nursing and you're like, no, but I want to do this type of nursing, then maybe that's your cup of tea. And then there's people who, you know, um, want to go at a corporate level. And there is that type of nursing that exists too. You know, maybe you don't want to do bedside, but you want to do it at a different level. You want to go into policy making. You want to do changes in policy for healthcare, for local communities, and just even in general for all of the province. You know, who knows? It could even go federal one day, right? So there's different levels of taking it and it depends on your level of passion. But again, you have to ask yourself these questions. This is what I want to do. I want to help people, but how do I want to help them? And maybe if I take a few avenues and get that experience, that hands-on experience, maybe that might help me understand what I want to do next. Cool. I think what I took from that is uh, really taking the time to explore, right? So having that experience and uh, maybe taking uh, every every weekend and uh, a half a day or a couple hours here and there and, and pick one and, and try. So either uh, try to connect with folks that are in that area, volunteer at a, whatever the appropriate one that you're interested in and see what fits for you. And then obviously, if you like it, keep doing more. <laughs> and if you don't like it, well, maybe give it a second shot or maybe a three strikes or whatever it is. And if you, after the third time, you really don't like it, well, you, you know, that's not for you and you can do. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, so I think that, that would be great and, and useful advice for folks. So uh, what are some of the other things that might uh, dis disqualify you or things that uh, will definitely say that not you're not uh, suitable for, to be a nurse? I'm going to say if you're picking this profession for the sake of money and status, that is a bit, that's, this profession is not for you. Um, it's because when you do nursing, you do it from the love of your heart for people. You don't do it because of, you know, um, the amount of pay that you're going to receive, the status that you have, you know, having the RN or the extensive titles that come after your name. I mean, that's all great and nice, but what is the true accomplishment? It's the true accomplishment of helping someone and making a difference in someone's life, celebrating victories, big or small. And I guess, are we scaring off people in the sense that if you decide to, uh, 
become a nurse and you're going to live a life of poverty <laughs> and you're not going to do that. I would imagine that the nurses get paid reasonably well. I mean, they're not making the uh, like Wall Street uh, numbers or, or whatever, the, the, the multimillionaires. Uh, but uh, as long as you can kind of manage your finances, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be okay. Um, so uh, hopefully we're not scaring folks to say that, uh, yeah, you're, you're not going to be uh, living from paycheck to paycheck type of thing. It, it, it's up to you to kind of manage that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so hopefully th there is some, some reasonableness there. Um, but what are some of the avenues in terms of like, um, I don't know, money or status that, that if people are, are worried about that perspective that they might want to consider, is, is there anything that they should be, um, thinking about? Well, I think that, that what you have to understand is, I mean, I know nurses personally who work part-time and live comfortably. They live very comfortably actually. Um, and I think the other consideration is, is if you work with an organization that's unionized versus non-unionized. Mm. So that can also affect a bit of the pay scale as well. Um, but, you know, you also have to be responsible, right? You have to be fiscally responsible no matter what career you decide to take, right? I mean, it's great. You become a nurse, um, you know, you're doing well with yourself, your, um, you know, your, your, you can finally buy the things that you've wanted, but also, again, like I said, be fiscally responsible, you know, don't blow your first paycheck on a bunch of things, you know, be, be understand, you know, what, what do you, what are you going to do with this? You have to be a little more, I guess, uh, matured at this point. Like, you know, the other considerations is if you have a student loan, you have to start paying that, right? Because you want to make sure that that's not on your, you know, you want to kick that off the list eventually, right? Um, there's probably going to be bills to pay. And that also depends. Do you live at home um, with your family? Do you live with a roommate? Or do you live completely on your own that all responsibilities are on you, that you have to pay all bills on your own? Are you getting help or not? So I think that's something that needs to be considered. But I think that's something that, it, that goes with any profession that you pick. Right. Yeah. So, so what I'm taking from that is uh, like, it's, it's not that nursing itself is, is one where you're going to be like lowest on the pay scale. It is like with, with any uh, profession, you're just going to have to be mindful of how you spend your money <laughs> uh, along with how, how much you, you make. So uh, that, 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 that's good to know. Uh, what, what else? What are, what are some of the other things? Um, I think what else that is, I guess what's most important as well is when you pick this profession, you pick it out of your own interest. Don't become a nurse just because mom and dad want you to be a nurse or just because your aunt is a nurse. Now, if there's a family member or a friend or someone that you look up to or someone that you've been mentored by that's inspired you to go into nursing, that's great. But you also have to make sure that this is something that you really want to do, right? Because if you can't handle the sight of blood, for instance, or <laughs> someone that is you know, really unwell or ill and that gets you sick to your stomach, again, another consideration right? Another consideration if you want to go into nursing or not. So when you pick a career, you got to remember that it's your own choice. It's what makes you happy. It's what makes you accomplished. You don't choose it just because someone tells you to choose it, or you don't do it just because, okay, I come from a family of nurses, therefore I become a nurse. No, maybe your mindset's a little different. Maybe you don't want to be there. Maybe you want to be the pear out of the basket of apples, you know? So it's okay to be different sometimes. 
yeah, I guess with any family uh, situation or some family situations where there is a lineage of like my, my parents, my grandparents, my whatever were in, in the medical field, be it, be it in nursing or whatever, then there, there is definitely that wanting to fill in your, your parents' footsteps type of thing. And there's influence in that because you hear about it on a regular basis. But yeah, what, what I'm taking from that is making sure that it's really your choice and, and, and not uh, the... the full-fledged uh, influence uh, of other folks and influence is great but but it shouldn't be um, uh, kind of forced upon you so uh, cool what are, what are some other things that that might be helpful for folks to start considering well I think one that's very very obvious is having obvious criminal intent <laughs> um, <laughs> um, or you know having any like homicidal behavior like you know I'm, I'm sorry but you we have to protect <laughs> individuals and if that's the type of mindset that you have, you know, that this profession is definitely not on your list. Right. Hopefully that's a given. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's uh, a very yeah. big given. And I think that should be for any profession. Um, but also, um, it's, it's also working, I think, um, working incoherently. And what I mean by that is um, where people, um, you know, have substance use disorders and so, you know, and we might not even know it, but, you know, they, they could be chronic alcoholics and, you know, they function well by drinking a lot of alcohol, but coming into work, I mean, that's, it's not appropriate. It's very, very unprofessional and actually is a form of misconduct um, in general, um, you know, and for example, another one would be like, for example, uh, the legalization of marijuana here mm -hmm. in, in, in Ontario, right? Um, so like, you know, people are, freely using it out in the street in their car and they won't get pulled over and there's no questions asked right but the problem is is when it comes to coming to work like you know that's not something you should be doing when you're coming into work right because again you've got very sick people and if there's any mistake that's made you're very liable and highly accountable for your actions so I think those are some very obvious things um, that should be taken into account sure how about some of the, the soft skills considerations in terms of like people who are either like introverts, extroverts, they, they work with other, uh, prefer to work by themselves or other people or things like uh, good communicators or critical thinkers. Like what are some other things that uh, would be uh, helpful or, or disqualify you from becoming a nurse? If you are someone um, that does not like to work with other people, um, for example, teamwork. Now I do understand there's a lot of nurses that like to get in their own zone and like to work. And that's fine. But at the end of the day, it's a very teamwork um, profession. It's a teamwork dominated profession because although you are caring for them solely on your own, um, at the end of the day, you still need to have your other partnerships involved. So this is what we call intercollaboration with other healthcare professionals. So that could be social work. It could be uh, occupational physical therapy. The physician is uh, definitely um, number one. Um, you're going to need to speak with your charge nurse. Um, the patient's family and the patient themselves as well. So the other thing is, is if you also don't have communication skills, now, there, like you said, if there's introverts out there, um, you know, we're not asking you to become heavily extroverted, but what we are asking is that, you know, if you're going to be considering becoming a nurse, you got to learn to speak up, right? Because also if there's any issues that are going on with the patient or the patient's becoming gravely ill or critically ill, you have to speak up and advocate for your patient and their family, so I think these are a lot of important things because if you don't have the communication skills, you don't try to improve on them. 
Um, and if you don't like working in teams, this is going to be a very big problem, not only for the individual themselves, but I think in providing quality care for the patient. Yeah. And, and, and what I'm taking for that is, uh, even though you might be an introvert, right? Uh, you uh, like to keep to yourself. You still want to take care of others. So, so that doesn't preclude you from being a, a nurse. Like you don't have to be the most outgoing, like bubbly personality in order to, to be a nurse. <laughs> um, sometimes the, just the, the, the people who want to keep to themselves but take care of others, they're still good candidates for nurses. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, even if you are an introvert, you need to con connect with others. You need to communicate with others. You need to be able to work with others. So it doesn't uh, ex exclude you. So it's definitely not a... Um, a solo type type of uh, profession that, that you take. Um, and uh, what about in terms of like your, your like thinking personality? So there are people who are on the business side who, who think uh, um, numbers or like the scientists who, or, or the computer folks who think very logically and stuff of like that. Is that something that, that's required at, for nursing or are you more like creative um, in, in that regard? Or are there other like cognitive abilities that would say that, yeah, that probably speaks well to you uh, for being a, being a nurse? Okay, so I guess this is more like, are you a right-brained personality versus left-brained personality? So you could Maybe. be either or, you could be either or, but what's, what would be great is having both. Um, but, you know, if I were to say something about nursing, and it doesn't matter what stream of nursing you go into, I would say critical thinking is very important. Okay. Now, um, it also comes with experience, um, a time and experience as well. But if you kind of don't grow on that, that becomes an issue. Because again, with critical thinking, you have to understand, okay, you, you know, you go into nursing school, you learn all these things, you take all these courses, you go to clinicals while you're still a student, and then you're out in the field after you graduate and you successfully pass your licensing exam. Um, you know, you have to have critical thinking skills to understand, okay, why is this patient having these symptoms? You know, this is abnormal. This is not baseline. This is abnormal. There could be a variety of factors. Maybe suggest a few of these tests to the physician. Um, I may have mentioned in a previous episode that uh, nurses are usually the right hand or the second set of eyes for the physician, because if the patient becomes ill, you have to kind of tap the doctor and say, okay, listen, there's something not right here. And this is what came out from the labs. And this is what, you know, these are what the vital signs are. And this is what the patient's presenting as. And I think that we need to intervene and do X, Y, and Z. This is what critical thinking is. And again, it comes along with teamwork and um, it also comes with uh, having communication skills. Cool. And do you have any suggestions for folks to improve some of those soft skills? So either communication or critical thinking or like teamwork stuff, like what are some things that folks uh, either in high school or in university could uh, start doing in order to uh, kind of bolster those skills? Um, I guess what I would say is to open up more, I'd say develop the confidence. It's not very easy. Sometimes it's just, sometimes it's confidence Mm. Um, and it's not easy. It's definitely not an easy uh, task to, to take over. Um, but what I would suggest is probably volunteering, um, even just talking to people, getting out there, just talking to people. You know, if you're waiting for the subway, like, you know, um, and there's someone there, you know, you can just say, oh, you know, ask a question. Oh, excuse me. Do you know anything about this route? Or, you know, just breaking that barrier to be able to even approach people ask questions. 
Um, that way you don't have to have this fear of, oh, okay, that person's the physician. I'm scared. I don't want to ask them questions. It can't be like that. Because again, like I said, it's a teamwork thing, right? So you have to be able to break that barrier and just even talking to people, volunteering in places, um, getting to know, um, you know, if you're volunteering over at an old age home, for example, talking to the residents, talking to the staff, getting to know the residents better, volunteering in a hospital, getting to know the staff better, getting a part-time job, mm. really important. And if you even go in any form or any industry, communication is like customer service. So when you're a nurse or a physician, your communication skills and the way that you present things in layman terms for family members and patients to understand is a form of customer service. When I'm triaging patients that first come in to to state their, their, um, their issued complaint of why they're having a, a visit today in the emergency department, customer service. It's, it's all communication. So this is what I would recommend getting part-time jobs, getting out there, talking to people, um, just trying to get comfortable with yourself, breaking out of your shell. And for those who are introverts out there, we're not asking you to become heavily extroverted or anything, but get the confidence in you because you're going to be, when you're going into nursing, you got to learn to kind of, you know, talk to people and you're going to meet different personalities of all professions that you're going to be working with and even patients, people that you usually wouldn't be, you know, speaking to, you're going to encounter. Right. And I think that, that that's a good point where uh, I, I'm an introvert myself. So it's taken me a, a long time to kind of uh, develop that uh, ability to initiate conversations and to talk to people and, and uh, kind of put my hand up and, st- and uh, stand my ground to say, well, this is what I believe is the right thing to do. And one suggestion that I have for folks is, is what I call uh, asking for foolishness, which is basically uh, asking for directions in, on a street that you're already on, right? So if you're walking down Young Street, uh, downtown Toronto, then uh, tap someone on the shoulder and say, excuse me, uh, can you tell me where Young Street is, right? Knowing very well that you are on Young Street. So one, it helps you get past the um, kind of the judgment of, of other people because you know you're asking that for that a reaction. And usually you get like a, a smile and it says, oh, you're actually on it right now. And if you want to head to wherever, you, you go that, down that route. So, uh, and then it, it forces you to initiate. And then the more that you uh, initiate those conversations, the better you get at, at starting um, starting them. And then you can put up your hand more, you can speak to your mind and, and all that sort of stuff. So it, it's, it's introversion is different than being able to kind of speak up on that. So uh, I, I think that's a lot, of, a lot of great information. Are there any other kind of administrative requirements or other things that, that folks need in order to get into uh, nursing? Or I guess uh, folks have to have the kind of the general, um, yeah, like you have to show up on time. <laughs> you have to, you have to uh, be good with people and other things. Are there other things that we should consider as well if uh, folks are getting into nursing? Um, I think the other thing I would probably add on is maybe some organizational skills. Um, Try to organize things. You know, you're going to be dealing with a lot of patient charts. um, So learn to organize, you know, your charts properly, your papers. Um, Try to, I guess, write legibly um, because also from a um, a legal standpoint as well um, to make sure that we know what you're writing and what has been done for this patient or what future interventions are going to be done for this patient. Um, I pro- in terms of other administrative requirements to get into nursing school, it's kind of like, um, well, you know, the, the basics, like, you know, you have to make sure your GPA is a certain grade. Um, you, you know, have to have a strong passion and interest in nursing. Um, you know, 
having other requirements like CPR, getting certain tests done, making sure that you have your immunizations up to date. All those are kind of like the, the, the standard basics of getting into any nursing school. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, I think that gives folks a lot of uh, considerations in order to what they want to look at themselves and, and self-reflect to say, uh, well, this might make me a good nurse or these are a bunch of things that uh, I should think about if, if I do have <laughs> might not make me a great nurse. So things like um, having having a compassion for, for humanity, wanting to help really is another thing. It, it's definitely not a career for, for money or status, although if you're fiscally responsible, people do quite well. Um, and uh, making sure that it's your choice, right? So if you have that lineage of nurses or the family nurses, you don't necessarily uh, want to do it just for the sake of it. Uh, for those that have obvious criminal intent, obviously stay away. <laughs> um, and you, you want to develop those soft skills. So teamwork and critical thinking, communications, and all sorts of stuff. And that doesn't mean that you're an outgoing bubbly extrovert. It just means that uh, you're still able to connect, even though you might be considering an introvert. And uh, for any of the nursing schools, you obviously want to take a look at all those requirements in order to get in. But yeah, I think that's a lot of great information that folks should digest if they're looking to get into nursing. Are there any other things that uh, folks uh, should should consider as well? I think maybe one last point I'd like to touch on is whether you're, um, it's, it's whether it's prior to going into nursing school, um, in nursing school, or even after you graduate as somebody who is a new nurse or someone that is somewhat experienced, have intellectual humility. And what I mean by that, and this is very important, is please don't make the assumption that you know, because again, it can cause dire consequences um, in providing quality of care for a patient and their family and just in general and, and legally as well, legal responsibility as well. Um, if you don't know something, if you don't know the answer to something, please don't be afraid to ask a question to a colleague or someone that knows the answer or someone that is more experienced. I find that um, with my experience working with a lot of new um, graduates or new nursing graduates that enter into the profession, I find that they don't ask questions. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes I wonder why, I wonder if it's a personality, um, you know, different personalities or, or things like that. But again, regardless of the personality that you are, and as I stated earlier in this, uh, in this segment uh, today that that's going on right now is, you know, try to, to ask questions, try to get out there, um, try to talk to people. Again, it's a communication thing, but you need to have the intellectual humility. Sorry, if you don't have that, again, it's going to be, it's going to be a problem. You need to have that in you. Um, again, if you don't know, um, if you don't understand about something, if there's something you don't understand in terms of a diagnosis, a medication, or how to administer it, ask, ask your colleague. You can even ask the physician, approach them and say, I'm sorry, there's something I don't understand here. Can you please clarify with me? Or I'm not comfortable giving this medication because of this reasons. Can you tell me why you're suggesting it? have that humility, ask questions. That's awesome. So I think there's a lot of information to digest for those that are really interested in getting into the nursing world. And uh, yeah, thanks for sharing your, your insights and your, your wisdom. And hopefully we'll have you back for another episode to, to discuss more uh, in the nursing world. So thanks a lot, Aram. Thank you so much. It was a great pleasure. Take care. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, 
L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.